0: it's the Derek and Mike podcast welcome to the show thanks so much for joining us we really appreciate you being here Hit us up on Twitter at Derek and Mike Pod, on Instagram is Derek and Mike, or on our website, DerekandMike.com. My name is Mike. This is my boy Derek.
1: What's up, Mike? What's up, everybody?
0: Number fifty, Derek. Number fifty. How's that make you feel? I, I know.
1: It's unbelievable, kinda. Like I don't I almost don't believe it, right? It's like fifty. But then and you look at some kind of established podcasts, and I mean somewhat established that I listen to in there. I don't know. Hundreds? Thousands? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Hundreds. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I
0: guess those numbers are, are, um, they almost feel like unattainable, but it just happens so fast. You just keep doing a show and eventually you're just like, wow, we've done 50 of these? How have we found enough stuff to talk about during 50 episodes of like many of our earlier ones were like multi-hours in length. We had two and three hour episodes and um, we've trimmed that down a little bit in more recent times, but uh, damn, that's a lot of content, dude.
1: Yeah, no, it is, and it is kind of unbelievable. I, I mean, yeah, those we were doing three hours before, and it was kind of like, oh, well, if we can't do three hours, it's not worth it, you know. I mean, we were getting to that point where, yeah. So, I mean, if you think about how many actual hours we've spent, you know, what is that? That's got to be, like, I would say two point five times fifty.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that is. Know? I'm no mathematician. So, is that like
1: a billion? Um, it's like 150 or 125 or something Uh, hours. All right. That was was close. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, (laughs) pretty dang good, man. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of hours.
0: That's a, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and dude, it, it has been such a pleasure doing this podcast with you. It's one of my favorite things um it's hard to find the time to do it sometimes honestly life gets in the way and whatever but every time we make the time and i sit down and we and we hit go i'm just like god damn this is so much fun i feel really grateful um to be able to do this with you and thank you for making the time to do it this is like a real uh, a real pleasure and i'll enjoy it for the rest of my life even if this is the last one i hope it's not it won't be but um i really appreciate all the time you've put into this so far
1: Dude, I feel the same way. I like, um, you know, it's kind of a, uh, like a statue of our friendship, you know, or for Ah, a a monument, a monument monument of our
0: acquaintance.
1: Yeah. And, and, uh, it expands to our, you know, mutual friends as well, too. And, uh, my brother, you know, obviously. So it's kind of like, uh, um, I just love the, um, I don't know where I'm going with that. Yeah. Now I feel stupid. But I, I do. Queer. <laughs> I, do. I, I listen back to these, and it, I just laugh my ass off sometimes, you know?
0: You know, dude, it's like, just, I, uh, I listen to audiobooks all the time, and then sometimes I listen to other podcasts, and then every time I throw Us on, I just get happy. And uh, I know, of course, because, you know, it's us, and, and like, you know, yeah. I'm me, and I love you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I hope other people get enjoyment out of it, too. And I mean, I know they do, but it, it really is fun for me to listen back to, even to a conversation that I had. I, I'm like, hey, wow, that was really funny, or <laughs> I don't remember talking about that or whatever. It's like I'm enjoying our show, even though like I, I am half of our show. It's kind of funny how that works, but it's it's enjoyable as hell, dude, to like just throw us into my earbuds super early on a Sunday morning when the whole house is asleep and I'm working out, making breakfast, cleaning up, whatever, listening to us, hanging out with my friend Derek uh,
1: on demand which is rad i i feel the same way and i almost feel guilty saying it like oh i enjoy my own podcast (laughs) (laughs) it's it's kind of akin to
0: when you're in a band like wearing your own band shirt it's kind of a douche move but (laughs) at least i'm not doing it on stage in front of my crowd like yes i wear my own band shirt at my own show thank you for coming you can buy our shirts over there yeah,
1: we should get ourselves a Derek and Mike podcast shirt. I
0: think we've earned it. We've we've achieved a fifty episode milestone. Um, shirts are warranted. I think we need shirts.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yours, I picture as being a tank top in black.
0: Hmm, that's kind Mine of my is, thing. Yeah,
1: that's your thing, right there. Like that, not the tank top, not the you know skinny tank top at top. What they term as the wife beater. Oh, Maybe. oh, you mean like like a cut off uh, sleeve T shirt. Yeah. The cutoff. Ah, that's you. That, that's, that is that is kind of my you? move. That is me. That's yeah. I you, like you, man. You love the cutoff sleeves, man. Uh, dude, that's my having thing, dude. You sleeves up on your ass.
0: <laughs> yeah. At work, I wear like polo shirts because I have to like, you know, um, give the pretense of being professional, at least mildly professional. I wear like golf shirts. Um, but then in my, in my free time, yeah, I'm, I'm usually wearing t-shirts and more often than not, I'm wearing like a 50, 50 tee with the sleeves cut off. And that's, a. Uh, that's chill attire, man. That's that's uh that's what I'm being comfortable. That's me.
1: You're the only one I know that pulls that off. Oh. I love it though. Well, I'm not and, and I'm know, like I'm buffering. The...
0: I'm not trying to, you know, show off any arms or anything. I don't have much to show off. It's just a really comfortable uh, shirt. I I recommend it to everyone. And it's an easy yeah. modification to make to a t-shirt cuz they give you a nice seam line right there. You can just cut on the outside of the seam and it doesn't really fray or get all weird or anything. If you cut right along the outside of the sleeve seam, uh, makes a nice little uh,
1: square tank top. So you can't buy a shirt like that, right?
0: Is they that... make them, but then the sleeve oh. opening is hemmed. Um which is fine, but uh mm-hmm. I think I like the uh punk rock kind of grunge look of having it just cut, you know. Yeah. No. Plus I got a million uh... t-shirts, why not just cut the sleeves off and boom, now I got a new tank top. Sweet. Old t-shirt, yeah. new tank top. Winning.
1: It's smart, you know, and <laughs> I would venture to say that might be a business, um, you know, if yeah. you can perfect it, you know, I mean, because you would buy a shirt that it was sold that way. You would. There's a market, um, you know, but nobody's selling them.
0: I, I would, but, you know, I think with me personally, like I acquire a lot of t-shirts. Um, for a long time, I worked in radio and when you're working in radio, dude, it's just like raining t-shirts from every angle. And, uh... I find that a lot of t-shirts you are given or find or get, you know, like at promo booths or whatever, when you just get a t-shirt nine times out of 10, it's not a t-shirt you're going to wear, you know? Um, Rarely is it something you're actually going to wear or maybe wear once. It's very rare it's ever something you're going to wear more than once. But Mm -hmm. once you cut the sleeves off, it becomes a much more wearable item of clothing for some reason, uh, like the... The commitment to the coolness of it goes out the window. You're just like, yeah, it's a 1974 Sprite shirt. Like, whatever. But the sleeves are cut off, and now I like it, you know? Like, I would never wear that with
1: sleeves. That's super lame. But no sleeves? Killing it. Yeah, fucking cool, man. Yeah, with sleeves, it's like you're representing what's on that T-shirt. You're like, I am representing what's on this T-shirt. Without sleeves, you're like, fuck it, I'm punk.
0: Sleeves make all the difference. I never thought about that. Like, with sleeves, you're truly sporting that shirt. It's like, oh, really? Okay, Mm -hmm. like... Um, wow, Mike's really into Mountain Dew or, uh, you know, um, Quicksilver or whatever. But you cut yeah. the sleeves off and all of a sudden now it's just kind of like, oh, that's a rad shirt, dude. That's cool.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, we've uncovered another mystery on the Derek and Mike podcast. Yeah, because if somebody walked in with sleeves on with a Sprite shirt, it would just be like overwhelmingly bright. I'd be like, oh, I can't look directly at it. My like, first just thought too much- would be nerd. Nerd, yeah, nerd. you're wearing a Sprite shirt. The sleeves, yeah, and, and I know I'm repeating myself over here, but it's an interesting thing. It's so true. It's I, like, I, yeah, I never yeah, really broke it shape. down like that,
0: but yeah, if if I was to wear yeah. a Sprite shirt, I would be self conscious everywhere I went. Even if I had to just like run into the grocery store for a for a loaf of bread real quick, I'd be like, ah, fuck. Yeah. But I'm wearing that Sprite <laughs> shirt. Like, ah, I feel super lame.
1: But Sir, so... <laughs> can you tell me where the Sprite is in the, in the supermarket here? <laughs> I I don't work for Sprite. Like, oh, I'm no, sorry. I just. No. But you're
0: wearing the shirt. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, I'll never wear it again. Um, yeah. But if it has but no sleeves, sleeves off, no one's going to mistake yeah. me for a sprite representative. And I, yeah, yeah, totally. My commitment to the shirt is totally um, softened by the removal of the sleeves. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, the that psychology is of
1: sleevelessness is deep, Derek. Yeah, we're going to have to scribe that. Huh. All right. Wow. And a Bible. We've really uncovered. Called... So Yeah,
0: we could write a book about that. Uh-huh. I know it would sell two copies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask you, because um, I was thinking about something, like, are you still drinking beer these days?
1: No, I don't drink a whole lot of beer anymore. Okay. Um, are you drinking alcohol at I mean, all? I do. Yeah, I drink alcohol. All right. Mm-hmm. What's your drink? Yeah, what are I you do. drinking?
0: What are you having? Like, not now. It's in the um, morning, but...
1: Yeah. Well, like... Mostly, uh, we call them spritzers, so I keep forgetting what the real name of it is, White Claw. Oh, I guess. oh um, you've achieved
0: a point in your life where you're drinking White Claw. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. And well, you are older than, than, than me. Okay, I'm not quite there yet, um, but man, yeah. all right, all right. Did those uh, Do those 12 packs
1: of White Claw come with like a walker? <laughs> no, but they just, they <laughs> sparkle on my tongue. They just like tickle my tongue. Wow, and, all right. And I just, I love it. I love it. Black cherry. If you, like a nice cold black cherry, ooh, there's nothing like it, man. I, no, you, I'm just being a smart ass, honestly. It. I've never you'll tried like one. Bla- I'm sure I would. Yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll like a black cherry. Um, but I do drink beer. If I was going to drink a beer, it would be definitely a pilsner. I can't do IPA. Mm. IPA is right. just... Uh, too hoppy, like, why? Why am I going to subject myself to that torture? I just have no desire to. You know, I
0: think IPAs, like, beer is like wine where you have to, like, develop a palate to appreciate um, IPAs, just like you have to develop your palate to appreciate, like, reds. Most people, when they start drinking wine, drink, like, fruity, sweet wines, like Zinfandel's or Riesling's, and that's most people's, like, gateway wine. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then as you drink more and more wine, you end up starting to, like um darker bolder wines more more um i don't know harsh flavors no, no. i'm no yeah i'm no like wine connoisseur who can think of all those rad adjectives that they do um you know yeah. more like ballsy wine with more nuts to it
1: <laughs> <laughs> like that it's kind fruity. of thing yeah 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 with the
0: essence of may like uh, yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs>
1: Do you smell daffodils?
0: <laughs> it doesn't taste like them. It just makes me think of them. It's the it's the aura of daffodil that I sense in this in this beautiful um
1: two thousand twenty two. Um Yeah. I, I've I have had some good wine before. Like I've been now, granted most of the time I probably couldn't tell you like, Oh, this is a good wine. This is a bad wine. Like but learning, I mean, obviously just tastes good. Right. But I mean, there are times when that first initial taste is, is real bitter. Uh It's almost like you're drinking some vinegar and you're like, Ooh, I got to stomach that one. Um, but then as you keep it flowing, Mm -hmm. you know, you get used to that and that kind of goes away. Um, that's what, that's the problem I have with IPAs. It never really goes away.
0: Oh, okay. That's a good point. Cause like, yeah, if you get a wine, that's not very good, um, just keep drinking it and it'll get better. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> or you just care yeah. less or whatever the reason is, but you just become less of a snob the more you drink. So that that's always a good solution. Um, yeah. but with IPAs, they are pretty gnarly. Uh, I like some, some are just too much, dude. Some just taste way too hoppy. They just taste too much like lawn trimmings. And, uh. I don't know some I like, so I'm I, I guess I'm like a I'm a beginner IPA drinker. I have, I've acquired some appreciation of the flavor and the intensity of it, but certainly not enough to go after like the super gnarly uh, IPAs that are out there. Some are just too much for me.
1: Well, let me tell you my favorite beers. Then all right, okay. So have you ever had Tiny Bomb? No, you never. Might not never heard might, of it. it. It might be something out here, but. They have it all over the place. They they have pretty good distribution okay. here in Tennessee. So it's a tiny bomb. It's a little IPA. They're good. They're great. Um, I like uh, what is that called? The Mexican beer. I like most Mexican beers. I mean Corona. I know you don't drink that because remember that time we went to the Corona factory <laughs> and they said, uh, oh yeah, they they piss in the beer in Corona yeah. on the in the Coronas or something. I think is yeah, what the yeah rumor that we heard. And Corona's are just like
0: there. I don't know. They're just like okay. It's it's a very
1: um, I don't know, run of the mill. Well, it's a whole pack. Yeah. It's a whole package that yeah. was with the bottle and with a lime and salt. Like, yeah. So all that you, you gotta,
0: you gotta dress yeah. it up with all kinds of stuff. Um, so they're okay, but like, and, and they're everywhere. So if you feel like having a Corona beer or, or like a, like a beach Mexican beer, you're on a beach and you're just like, I feel like having a Mexican beer. It's, it's a sure thing that they're going to have Corona's. But if you go deeper into their, you know, beer list, maybe you're going to find like a, like a Pacifico or even, Pacifico is my favorite. Even That's like a it, Sol right. Cerveza getting...
1: is a really good one. Ooh, yeah, yeah, soul Cerveza. Yeah, they got some really great Mexican yeah. beers, like, and they don't really fuck with IPAs, you know. What well, I mean? and then They're like in like Mexico,
0: a... Tecate is like Budweiser. Like Tecate is yeah. everywhere, and Tecate is a really good beer. Um, Modelos mm-hmm. are bomb. Mm-hmm there's a lot of good mexican beers
1: Modelo's good yeah and Modelo special is even good Ooh, and Modelo Modelo negro is really good as well yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah both of those hit the spot at certain times they're both and it's kind of sad too because you know newcastle uh you you've i'm sure you've had a newcastle before oh, they yeah. changed the they changed the uh ingredients in there it tastes like shit now the recipe sucks now like is it newcastle
0: like an ancient beer like they've
1: been yeah, doing they it for like it
0: 500 million years or something
1: they fucked it up intentionally here in the United States but chris my brother just went over to england and he found one and he sent back a picture and i was like oh it's fucking beautiful because they changed the uh the logo a little bit and everything they just really? they just demolished they demolished it how can they, you they how old look that up how old is the newcastle brand of beer
0: i thought it went back to like like i don't know like hundreds of years old or something isn't that one of the oldest um most established beer brands in the world you can't just Um, change i mean you can come out with a new version like hey call it like uh you know new newcastle or newer Uh newcastle or i don't know yes something um yeah but you can't just change uh
1: that's a cemented beer Yeah, me and my brothers have bitched about this for like hours on end because all three of us, that was the beer. If we were gonna hang out, we're like, let's get some newcastle. Fuck yeah. Because there's nothing better than an ice cold Newcastle. There's nothing better in that bottle. It just and they they ruined it. It's like they did it on purpose. I feel like a competitor bought them and said, These if we get rid of this newcastle, our business is we've projected our business is going to go to 67% higher, sir, if we buy Newcastle and destroy it. That guy's, you know, that's what I, that's kind of what I'm picturing happening. That guy was probably wearing a fucking sprite shirt when he said that, too. Yeah. With the tie on. Yeah. (laughs) Sprite (laughs) shirt with the tie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Newcastle Brown Ale was first brewed in 1927 by Colonel Jim Porter in Newcastle upon Tyne. Okay. Well,
0: I'm way off. But still, I mean, that's like 100 years old almost. Mm hmm.
1: Huh. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. Here. Oh. Oh. What? Well, actually, it says. Oh, dude, I'm of thinking of Guinness.
0: Isn't Guinness the super old one?
1: Oh yeah. Uh-huh. There
0: you go. Okay. Yeah. I'm, my bad. So Guinness is the one I was thinking of when you were saying we love to drink Newcastle's. I'm, I was all mixed up. But Guinness is like, uh, I think of it like a, like a like a steak in a glass. Like there must be like six thousand calories in a glass of new of Guinness. Because like, dude, one of those and you're full as shit. You can't drink too. And you got to take a shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're like, like oh I, man, I don't have any room. Uh, yeah, you're like, you're like, you're like, I just got out of the buffet full after some Guinness, man, which is a great beer. You just can't drink very much of it because you're just full. It's bedtime, and you're doing those like bubble gut kind of like internal burps all the time, where you're like, mm.
1: yeah, because the bubbles <laughs> are like this small. You know what I mean? They're like super small, so it's just you're just like I wouldn't want to. It would be torture to drink like a 12-pack of Guinness and then to get on a plane that's like five five-hour flight with good, <laughs> You know what I mean? Could you? That would be like a form of torture. It's like, no, you're not going to board that flight just without a 12-pack of Guinness in you.
0: That'd be one of those tortures that that sounds really great in the beginning. It's like, your sentence will be you will drink a 12-pack of Guinness. And you're like, hey, this isn't so bad. Like, yeah, all right, I, I can do this. And then board a plane with no bathroom. Like,
1: oh, wait a minute. Hey. hey sp- and no beers on the plane you cannot drink while you're there you need to sober up <laughs> yeah no sleeping no peeing
0: <laughs> like okay all right this is bad i'm sorry i'm sorry for whatever i did too. uh
1: to have this so horrible 17, sentence handed down 1759 is when. yeah it was, that's, so that's the one i was thinking it, yeah. of that's yeah mm, all right that's a pre-revolutionary era all right yeah wow wow mm-hmm. yeah man that was before yeah. they had like Wait. bubbles yeah, 260 years old is what it says there. All right. Yeah. They got to
0: update that every year? That seems like a chore. Why not just say?
1: <laughs> I'm sure there's a calculation in yeah. here. There's ChatGPT. chat GPT. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I will calculate. that. That is an, um, a variable field that I will calculate. Yeah,
0: there you go. Uh, we used to have those built right into HTML, like straight up, you know, uh, uh, one of those like... Um, Load the load the date automatically. Tags. Oh, oh yeah. Did I help you do that? Or oh yeah, you, that... you taught me all that shit. Everything uh, I know, oh, you taught me. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. No, Even
0: if was... you didn't teach me that yeah. specifically, you taught me how to go teach myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I taught you how to remove dicks from, from your homepage. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> I thought,
0: I thought... <laughs> you you denied the dickitude of the dick on my website. You're like, it's not. It's an arrow, bro. It's not a dick. It's an arrow. And I'm like, uh, Derek, uh, it's a dick. On my website.
1: I'm like, like, watch how fast this motherfucker learns HTML. (laughs) <laughs> that's a brilliant teaching move dude yeah, yeah yeah you don't want to learn html here you go bro here <laughs> here's a go. dick here on you your homepage. figure right out now. how to take it off <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's
0: motivating i was very motivated to learn html and uh, who knew you'd set me off into a whole independent website design career um just purely you could yeah based on the welcome. necessity of removing a dick from my band's webpage. <laughs> Wow. Very welcome. Man, very hey, what welcome brought the beer thing up is yeah. um, I thought of you for this article I read where some German monks, um, this German monastery um, brews beer, which, awesome, uh, and these monks invented the world's first powdered beer just to add water. Mm. So mm. the idea behind it is to make beer available to the masses, which... I mean, I think it is already, right? I mean, there's like a billion brands and they're in every grocery store. But I don't know. Maybe these monks live on like a mountain and they think things are scarce. I don't know. Um, But they are saying that the reason they invented this powdered beer is to make it easier to ship everywhere. Because powdered beer is like 10% the weight of regular beer because beer is like 90% water um so by reducing beer down to this powdered beer concentrate shipping it all over the world to the poor people all over the place who i don't know can't get a beer uh they would get this powdered beer mix it in a cup just add water mix it up and it's a frothy
1: beer beer and uh sounds weird you need carbonation right i mean that, well yeah How's that need, work you need co2 like, and shit yeah. right yeah, maybe they get like a, they tell you to get a Perrier or something, mix Perrier in there and mix it in Dude, there. if you I can't get beer, would, you mean, can't have Perrier. Hmm.
0: It's just like, oh, I've got I've got the CO two infusing machine and I've got Perrier, but I can't find a beer anywhere. Like, is that a common yeah. problem? Uh, yeah, probably not. But so I'm thinking yeah, about this, I, and I'm like, would I try a powdered beer? Like, I I might taste it, but would I ever buy powdered beer? Like, that's a weird thought. You know, and this guy's all convinced it's going to revolutionize the beer industry and all this. Like, "Eh, I don't think it is, bud. I don't know. There's something great about just going to
1: buy a case of beer. Um, Well, can we buy some of this? um, I would buy it. We should buy it and try it on
0: air. I think it's a concept um, because they didn't even have any artwork released for it yet. Um, So the artwork that the article generated, they used like an AI image generator to create um, beer brand powder beer brand imagery it actually looks really fucking great uh it came up with like a logo and the whole thing it created like this you know package next to a glass of frothy dark beer and all that it looked it looked red um and so i was i was intrigued by this and thinking about it and then i read more of the article and uh then the crux um the powdered beer so far has no alcohol in it no alcohol yeah (laughs) yeah
1: you can't what what are you gonna do that's uh, ethanol what the
0: fuck and then this guy's answer was Uh yeah
1: we're working on that part like
0: dude your whole business model (laughs) is pointless why are we even talking why do you even have room in this in this publication why did they even talk to you yeah i've invented powdered beer with no alcohol yeah next we we don't give
1: a shit That is very disappointing. That's yeah, uh, boy. Come
0: on, man. Like that made the entire thing a pointless waste of thought. So I thought I thought I would share that pointless
1: waste of thought with you, my friend. Yeah, no, that is just uh, that would actually make me mad. Kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm angry that I've heard about like, this. This guy now. took it's the like, time to a make minute. a press release and all this like,
0: oh, we've, re- we've revolutionized the beer industry. We've invented this and all this. And um, uh, oh, yeah. Well, what's the alcohol content? Um, Zero.
1: Like, oh, get out of here idiot yeah negatory yeah i mean i don't drink beer for who drinks beer because they like the way it tastes you know what i mean there's only one beer like that it's called Odules. yeah i mean there's not like a whole uh line of different types of Odules. i mean there's a couple i
0: I know people who don't drink and i don't know any person who chooses not to drink who's like oh but i love Odules, so i drink that like no. The only people I've ever it, seen drinking yeah. non-alcoholic beer are recovering alcoholics or someone like that. Um and in that case great. Yeah. Like it's cool that product exists, but I I I am not aware of anyone who's like, "Oh, I just like Oduls. I don't like to drink, but Oduls is delicious."
1: So that's what I drink. I'm like, "Oh. Liar."
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm with,
1: yeah, y- y- exactly. Yeah. No, I've had Oduls before. It's like, "Oh, you know I I want to stop drinking. I'm going to slow down. I'll, I'll go with this, and actually, it works kind of like if you're at a party, sure, and you're not drinking, and you have an O'Doul's in there. It kind of you kind of feel like you're still part of uh-huh. things a little bit. You're not like such a um, oh, I don't drink. Everybody, I you know, you yeah, can yeah. Kind you're of hide standing it, there obfuscated. with your you know i don't
0: know sippy cup of apple juice or something and then it's like you got to keep explaining the whole thing like dude you want a beer like no no i'm not drinking yeah. oh come on yeah. what the fuck yeah.
1: <laughs> you gotta you gotta have that conversation 40 times yeah we horribly re- relentlessly tortured people back in the yeah. yeah. you can't come it's to a like, party and what? not drink yeah like ah, oh. what's what's wrong what's wrong with you why why aren't you drinking why what oh, what? oh no Tell dude me. I'm Let's i'm good i'm just
0: it. i'm just not drinking tonight no. No, but why? <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah. No, that's uh, um. You know what my move is is when I've either like had too much and I'm done, but I still want to hang out for a while, or if I really just don't feel like drinking that night, is I'll get a drink, drink, and just kind of hold it
1: forever. <laughs> yeah. You know. You ever do that? Um. No, but I've seen you do it. Yeah, I've done that before. Yeah. I'll just kind of hold yeah, it. I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good move. It, it is a good move. It makes you feel yeah, like you're
0: drinking, uh, you know, you're and, and you don't have to have the conversation. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Mike's got a beer. No one's going to ask me if I want a beer, if I'm just kind of holding this beer, um, you know. And sometimes it backfires, though, because I'm kind of a habitual drinker. So, so sometimes I'll just, like, habitually start drinking it, and then I drink really fast, which is why I'm not a good wine drinker, because I drink wine like beer. I just drink it. I don't sip it. Um, yeah, yeah. And then even the next level of that, like my neighbor is a whiskey drinker, and he'll pour me a little, like a a couple, like a a couple fingers of whiskey, and uh, Mm -hmm. he just sips it. And I don't know how to sip; I just drink it, and then I'm done in like five minutes. And he's like, "Whoa, dude, shit, you drank that whole thing already?" I'm like, "Ah, there was hardly anything (laughs) in
1: there, you know." (laughs) Like,
0: I tried to drink it slow. But he can just... Yeah, I used to do...
1: Yeah. I mean, that's how we used to drink hard alcohol back in the days. But like sipping it actually for a good whiskey, like it's kind of a tragedy not to sip that. I get it. Yeah. I'm just not good at it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just taste it. Just, you know, and that's the thing. Like you have to... Be careful to not be thirsty when you're drinking. Like make sure you're not thirsty because you can transfer the thirst to oh, I'll I'll satiate my thirst with all this beer or wine or even worse, whiskey. And then you're just like drinking, but you don't realize it's actually that you're thirsty. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Next thing you know, you're that would be fucking naked in the pool alone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh I, I don't know. I'm still not a... I was never a big hard alcohol drinker. Uh, I, I always loved yeah. beer. I could drink a shit ton of beer. I mean, I could drink a 18-pack to myself pretty easily back in the day and keep my crap together. Um, but hard alcohol would jack me up quickly, dude. Um, you know, you've seen me probably that way a million times. Yeah. And, You know, it's like your birthday. Someone buys you a shot or someone pressures you into kind of drinking a couple shots of this or whatever. And, dude, that would be like it for me. But I could sit and drink beer all night long and be totally
1: fine. Yeah, I remember those days. It was like I I would never try. Well, probably I did try a bunch of times. (laughs) Come on, man. Just have a little bit. A bunch of times. Uh, but. Yeah, I, it doesn't work out for you. You're right. Like, you just can't do it. You would get sick every time. Yeah, yeah. I'd You're get sick or it. I'd it's get like, stupid oh, or sucks. whatever. Like,
0: I don't like being drunk. I like drinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you. Uh huh. I rarely say, I want to get drunk. Uh Sometimes it just happens. But, like, I never go, like, I want to get drunk tonight. I just think, like, I want to drink. I like drinking. And when I start feeling myself get drunk, I'll take a break, eat some food, drink some water, uh, and then start
1: drinking again. But.
0: Yeah, that's kind of my thing. I'm not a big being drunk guy.
1: That's what's taken me a long time to learn. And, man, I went through some hard knocks of just drinking way too much. It's kind of a sore subject there. But, like, I can drink now. And when I start to feel myself like, ooh, I, I'm able to pull back and I just don't do it yeah and uh i haven't been hung over in a long time it's an
0: acquired like skill I... that we
1: get better Ooh, i have a theory
0: okay so i just was about to say it's an acquired skill we get better at as we get older but that's also because the repercussions of being drunk are much more severe as you get older when you're a kid a hangover is not that big of a deal who cares about your job so you can just call in sick the next day you don't get that sick anyway mm-hmm. your, your head doesn't hurt quite as much when you're young uh or you could just start drinking all over again and everything's cool but when you're older. You can't call in sick. You can't take your day off as a daddy. Uh, Your body is fucking falling apart. You feel like major shit. And you have a bigger incentive to take it easy the next time, I think, as you get older.
1: Yeah, yeah. And And you just feel like shit, especially like I've done that before where I'm like, I'm ruined the next day and I'm like, it's not fair to my daughter. Yeah. That that I'm like this. Like I can't do that. You know? yeah, yeah, you are uh, that dead, like to, on a beautiful Sunday
0: afternoon, she's like, Let's go play and you're like, nah, let's lay on the couch and watch old movies.
1: I'm like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's no, sad. it's happened oh, before yeah. and it sucks. Yeah, it's just like, oh man. Yeah. No, but yeah, that's funny. Yeah.
0: Dude, yeah. um wanted to ask you this. Talking about being a dad made me think of it. Um, kid food. Uh esme's a little older now she probably eats normal food but has Mm. have has your daughter like gone through a phase i'm sure she has of eating like total kid food and then you started eating it um and continued eating it maybe or what's like the 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 kiddie kiddiest food that you've eaten and was it just once or did you continue eating it or did you discover a whole new you know thing that you now enjoy
1: yeah, no, we're we're per- perpetually kind of stuck on kitty food still. Yeah, um, yeah, she just doesn't want to venture. Out. I don't know how to get her to venture out. Like I've tried, but you know, you can't shove something down your kid's throat. You know, yeah, so, so kids are become pretty she, routine,
0: especially with food.
1: Yeah, she just she knows what she wants. She knows what she doesn't want, and it's um, not always the. I mean, she is health conscious. She does care about that but at the same time she just won't eat salads or any cucumbers Or there's a lot of things that she won't touch with a 10 foot so bowl. you know
0: like the seven um, things she'll eat and just rotate different meals incorporating those same seven things
1: yeah uh-huh yeah i'll try my best and i um i really hit one out of the park recently with spaghetti sauce because she likes that rouse spaghetti sauce and i was able to remake it from scratch i don't know did we talk about that i don't think so i haven't heard your spaghetti sauce story i'm all ears yeah it's just like a command can a 28 ounce can of crushed tomatoes and then i mix in there about uh probably two leaves of basil of fresh basil and then i um what is that called where you really grind it down that the uh, muddle garlic um well the garlic uh a garlic press and it minces it. That's what it like. I mince like one tablespoon of garlic or now nah, I'm probably like three cloves of garlic. And then, um, I mince some white onion and then a little bit of salt and a pinch of oregano, like a, a 16th of a teaspoon of oregano. And she loves it. All right. So it doesn't cost, and it doesn't cost me, you know, eight dollars just like that other stuff does but she all right so so, she likes so derek's famous spaghetti sauce um and then
0: you put that on like she's down for that on anything like different types of noodles and all that or or
1: is she kind of picky on what that sauce goes on no she's picky about everything she controls it all she's like i want that noodle i will eat spaghetti i will
0: eat masthead but not penne
1: i will eat fettuccine but no spaghetti yeah, there's this one curly ones that she likes, but and spaghetti and that's about it. It's funny explaining noodles
0: to kids because you're like they're all the same thing. They're just in different shapes and lengths. Um but yeah, my boys have the same thing. Like some noodles are a hit, other noodles are like I will not
1: touch that and you're like it's the same thing, dude. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. It's the texture. Texture means so much to kids. Yeah. They they can't get over that. Our and, boys are uh, pretty
0: good eaters. What made me kind of think of it was um I was eating dinosaur nuggets the other day and I was thinking, what has my life become? I'm eating Dino nuggets for dinner um, microwaved. No no, we have a toaster oven and I, let me tell you that toaster oven has changed our life. Uh, yeah, I would I, I would I would live without a television before I live without another toaster oven. Um, But that toaster oven cooks up everything uh, really quickly, really well, and the dino nuggets in the toaster oven become just like baked nuggets, chicken nuggets, and they're really good. We get them at Costco, they're like this gigantic fucking crate of, of dinosaur nuggets, and I don't know, they're an okay food for the boys. We really try to feed them, like, good, you know real chicken breast baked or, oh, or yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So Sarah and and I cook a little, Sarah cooks a lot, but we always try to cook them real food, but sometimes you're just in a pinch for time or whatever. And it's just, it's fucking dino nuggets tonight. And, uh, um, sometimes it's even like, we don't have anything for me or I don't feel like cooking or whatever. I'm just like, fuck, dude, throw like 10 more in there. I'll just eat dino nuggets yeah, too. I don't that's give That's what a I shit. do too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm and like, then... I'll
1: take some spaghetti too.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, sometimes Sarah makes their dinner and I'm just like, uh, is there enough of there for me? Like, I'll, I'll eat some of that mac and cheese you're making. Same that would be pretty great. <laughs>
1: that's what I do too. <laughs> um,
0: and pretty yeah. often she'll make them like this really good meal and then, uh, uh, she's like I'm going to save the rest of this for Benjamin's lunch tomorrow or something like that and I'm like yeah, oh uh, well what are we having and she's like I don't know just make a sandwich and I'm like damn that looks yeah. really good then I'm yeah. trying to like feel my boys out like hey Michael are you really hungry tonight like how much are you going to eat dude
1: <laughs> yeah or like when they're done with their plate I'm like did you spit in this you know sometimes I gotta, I gotta ask that I'm like did you spit anything back out in this you know like you know they'll eat the thing and they'll spit it back out she's done that i've caught her doing that before but now she knows not to do that because i'll eat her plate afterwards Why i don't give a
0: shit dude yeah like um you uh, do that too right oh yeah i'll totally finish my boy's food or like (laughs) my my older boy will michael will always want like an apple like a whole apple and he rarely but sometimes finishes the whole apple most of the time he won't finish the whole apple and i'm just like i'm not throwing away half an apple i'll just
1: stand over the trash can
0: and finish his apple dude (laughs)
1: It's so funny, yeah, because somebody's got to do it. And maybe it's just mostly the dad, huh, that does it. It's like, well, I got to, somebody's got to eat the rest of this shit. Yeah, yeah, no, my you wife know, will, I, I will find not. Myself, yeah, yeah. I find myself wanting to have an apple all of a sudden. Yeah. I know, I think I'll dip <laughs> it in some peanut butter.
0: Apples are delicious. Ooh, that's the move, dude. Mm hmm. That's yeah. the move. I try, to,
1: I try to get her to do that I'm, because she loves peanut butter and she loves skinned apples. And I'm like, just marry the two, please. Just dip please this
0: just. in that, and yeah, it's life changing. It's it's unbeatable. Yeah, I,
1: yeah, she loves and she loves chocolate and she loves peanut butter, but she can't eat chocolate with peanut butter either. And I'm just like, you're missing so much in life. Please, <laughs> just oh, marry man. the two. Yeah, this times this <laughs> equals awesome. Yeah, please listen to me, girl.
0: Man. Yeah and then even like the weird stuff that just exists in the house like um uh piñata party candy in tiny little fun size Packages, you know, just sitting on the counter and just like all Ooh, mm, yeah. sweet tarts. Yeah, I haven't had Little a sweet Smarties. tart in 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, I'll eat a sweet yeah. tart.
1: <laughs> yeah, all that. yeah, I had three of those yesterday. I had three Smarties, you know, and they were just like from leftover Halloween candy or something. I don't know what it was, but I'm like, shit, I'll eat these three. Sometimes you're
0: rummaging around the the, the pantry or whatever and you're just like all kind of like, hmm, fun sized Butterfinger.
1: All right, <laughs> go <Yeah>. for that. <laughs> and it's always when, like, because I'll have like, I'm mostly eat dark chocolate. I'll get like the 70% or greater. Yeah, know, because and, and I'll I'll get a couple 70s and then I might get, you know, two or three 80s or whatever that are just horrible. Uh-huh. Um, but when you take that trip cuz I usually take a trip like around midnight to the uh kitchen and that's when I eat that chocolate and um
0: Is that about like an hour yeah, or two yeah, the, into uh some some smokage? probably once or the uh or yeah a yeah. couple or hours five. into the smoke is when that yeah. when those munchies really
1: kick in and you're just like hmm
0: we got any chips in there or what about some leftover oh, yeah. pizza or something like that
1: yeah i'll do that too but like around this specific time of night it's always chocolate and if chocolate is not there then i'm like okay where is that halloween candy or where is something i need something <laughs> hey,
0: you know? that's funny
1: and <laughs> your daughter's like,
0: Dad, I've been saving my
1: Halloween candy
0: and rationing it out to make it last, and all of a sudden all my fun size Snickers are gone. Do you know anything about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, she hides stuff on me too. <laughs> she does. She's <laughs> like she's like she tells she tells her mother, she's like, I'm gonna hide this from daddy. Daddy's gonna eat this. You know, so she <laughs> hides and then if I do find something and eat it, she's like, No, Daddy, I told you not to eat it. Don't eat it again. <laughs> <laughs> dude she's giving you the business and you're like
0: i pay for your home and everything i will eat your snickers yeah that's, yeah. The, that's the dad tax i remember being a kid and going out and yep. doing like halloween trick-or-treating and coming back in my mom would take us out on the in the neighborhood we'd come back in and dad's kind of sitting there and he'd be like well, let me see what you got he'd kind of rummage through our bags take out a few things and then give it back to us like here you go <laughs>
1: That's right. Yeah, you're right. That's a dad tax. The dad tax. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, deal with it, (laughs) or, or as we like to say in this house, deal with it. Deal with it. D e o w i f f i t. Deal with it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I
0: like the email you sent me, by the way, with the, uh, with the uh, extremely racist
1: um, subject line. Yeah. You know. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like. Sometimes you just got to do it, you know, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't do that to somebody that would offend. Oh, I loved it. um, I loved it. I I was too busy. I
0: didn't even read the article though. Is that something you read? You want to share? That sounded pretty cool, dude. We're, we're, you know, they're just
1: basically digging a reary deep hoe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're (laughs) digging a reary deep hoe. Why China is drilling a 32,808 feet deep hole. Into the Earth's crust, thirty-two
0: thousand feet.
1: Yeah. Good God. Yeah, it's crazy. And I'm trying to read That's this like thing. a but... three
0: hundred and twenty-story building, right? You, a story is ten feet. Um. Wow. So you think yeah, like? I don't know. The Trade Center uh, was like a hundred stories, right?
1: Um. This article won't let me do. Um, I'll give you some visualizations of wow. how big 32,000 feet is. 32,000 um, feet. Compare 32,000 feet with, uh, I don't know, what do I say? Relatable items.
0: All right, okay. It gives you like a calculator there. It's like, it's like 7 billion ants in a row. <laughs> like, that doesn't help. <laughs>
1: okay actually yeah yeah, right
0: (laughs) sometimes visualizations are like yeah "Yeah, that that added nothing to my mental picture thank you
1: yeah like yeah you're right 32 (laughs) billion like i don't even know what like like half of a billion looks like yeah i can imagine 10 ants but i don't know any more than that i'm just kind of grasping its draws it did a pretty good job sure here are some comparisons to help visualize the length of thirty two thousand feet the height of mount everest so All right. Mount Everest is twenty nine thousand feet. Yeah, that is you know, a I reary depot. That's a reary depot. Um commercial jet cruising altitude. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, it's right. around thir- between thirty and forty thousand feet. Okay. Yeah. Uh the length of Manhattan, it's about thirteen point four miles long, with one mile equaling that. So Manha- Well, so ha- half of the length of Manhattan. Hmm. I don't know all right that, so from you know, like lower town
0: to uh or lower manhattan to like the beginning of central park i think that's about halfway
1: yeah okay that's a long yeah, walk. i don't know yeah um laps around a standard track um 25 laps around a standard track that doesn't sound like a lot it doesn't feel no like a lot. and it's hard to visualize
0: because it's circular like yeah, yeah that yeah. one's that one's no good we can strike that one
1: the, the yeah. commercial
0: airline height is perfect. We all look up and we see a commercial plane. Yeah. Uh, that's right. a really deep hoe. Like, wow. Okay, so why? Are they trying to dig? Um, to, I mean, they're already in China. Where? What are they trying to dig to? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, good one. Or, <laughs> um, okay. Let me try to skim this thing. Uh, well, I'll just read. I wonder if Chinese really, if, kids go if, like,
0: I'm going to dig a hole all the way to America.
1: Is that a thing for them? I guess so. Yeah, maybe so. They're like, hey, huh. what are you trying to dig a hole to America? <laughs> 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 um, the narrow shaft into the ground will penetrate more than 10 continental strata. Whoa. That sounds gay and enticing at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm turned on. Right, there's a, There's a lot in there. The narrow shaft into the ground will penetrate more than ten continental strata. I'm so immature.
0: I'm sorry.
1: Or layers of rock, according to the report, and reach the Cretaceous system in the Earth's crust, which Whoa. features that's the second time, two consecutive podcasts where we say Cretaceous.
0: Wow, in two different contexts. Wow, we're diverse.
1: Yeah, we are. We are geologically very- diverse, Eric. <laughs> so educated (laughs) uh which features rock dating some 145 million years wow it's all the way down there huh that's how you discover it maybe they're gonna hunt for dinosaurs maybe they're looking
0: for a t-rex head Um, to sell to fucking who was it dennis rodman or or uh, oh the rock that's right he has a t-rex head on his coffee table
1: yeah i'll sell him some dinosaur title insurance um, they don't have the reason why they, <laughs> the whole thing is like, it says China is drilling. Like, it seems like
0: the most hands. important part. Like, all right, that's all bitching, but why?
1: Yeah. And they're not, they never explain why they say what, and the title is why China is drilling a 32,000 foot hole into earth's crust. And then um, they
0: never answer why?
1: Who wrote this article? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Let me look here. Maybe. Okay. President Xi Jinping called for a greater progress in deep earth exploration in a speech addressing some of the nation's leading scientists in 2021. Such work can identify mineral and energy resources and help assess the risks of environmental disasters such as earthquakes and volcano eruptions. Volcano- well, they said oh, volcano eruptions. I don't think there's a volcano down there. But volcanic, maybe? Well, isn't like or, the core of see. the earth a lot of like
0: molten lava or, or something? So maybe there may be... What if they hit some of that and it just, like, starts spewing noxious gas or, or like, you know, uh, deadly lava from this reary-deep hoe? Um, that would that would be bad.
1: Like, oh, damn, thanks, China. You've ruined the planet for your stupid you know, hole. Maybe that's what they're trying—maybe they're trying to kill us all. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Dicks. No, no but obviously that wouldn't happen, but— um, you remember? I guess they had that concern too when they were splitting the atom. Do you remember hearing about that? They're like they were worried that it was going to split an atom, and that atom was then going to split another atom, and it was going to cause a chain reaction of splitting atoms and destroy the world. Oh wow,
0: that would suck. They're like, it, yeah, but let's just try anyway because let's you know, just try it anyway because
1: Japan's still aggressive.
0: Like we need to, <laughs> we need to get this yeah. done.
1: Yeah, I know that was, uh, but they did it anyway. Um, so I guess it's to explore. Minerals and stuff. All right. You know, scientifically speaking, Probably. we're exploring like yeah. minerals and stuff. We have an exploration for minerals and stuff. And stuff. All right.
0: Well, okay. Sounds like a lot of work I just to be like, the, nah, yeah, we're just looking around. That sounds like a smokescreen for we think there's gold down there, or I don't know, we're out of water and we need a really deep well, or, um, we're trying to dig a hole to America.
1: Yeah. I, like, I like that idea. Now I do have I do have a list of things. Uh, I don't know how much time we have left on the podcast here. I have plenty of time for anything have... you
0: have. What do you got?
1: Okay, um, man. So I I asked Chat GPT four point five or whatever the new one is because I pay for it. Oh, oh, um, to generate. i right now a Chat yeah. GPT Ooh. subscriber. Yes. Nice. I have
0: the good stuff. You got, you got to pay for the and better I... one. The free one is
1: inferior. Mm hmm. Oh. Yep. Yeah. All right. And you're only allowed to ask it like 25 things an hour or something like that. You can't, you can't like go oh. ape shit on it. Oh, okay. I so thought I went pretty ape shit on it. It's I didn't real know it was uh,
0: within the freemium model.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's 20 bucks a month. It's not that bad. Um. Have you figured I, out any way I, of using it for work yet? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, really? I. Mean, I oh, every. Every moment, every hour, really. Yes.
0: Uh huh. Share a couple. Well, like, like, what have been some cool ways you've used this in your job, or to make things better, or to
1: make things less work? Well, there's this um, database called Elasticsearch that is a fucking pain in the ass to write queries for. It's a pain in the ass because the query language has very heavy syntax. Like, all your brackets got to be done. It's all written in JSON. The query language is in JSON, which it just it's a pain in the ass to get data out of it, so I will like either give it a SQL statement and say like here create this in Elasticsearch, um, or I will take an Elasticsearch query and I'll just say hey add this to it, and then I'll create I'll say like now create a search template for that, and then um, I mean it does it just does so much it just it cleans wow. it it makes it like I wouldn't be able to work with Elasticsearch like the way I am if it were not for ChatGPT. Wow. Wow. Would you say you no longer hate it? Uh, I mean, it's what it represents is what I hate. Like, it it represents um, a smarter intelligence that is going to be a threat to us. Oh, okay. So it's hard for me not to hate that aspect of it.
0: So it's like reverential hate based on fear, like... This thing's threatening. I hate it.
1: Um, uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh-huh. All, right. All right. That's yeah, fair. It's more like, yeah, I'm like, uh, I mean, we're going to have a problem with it. Oh, yeah. We oh, are yeah, yeah. We're going to have a problem. I mean, there's an article out now that yesterday um, this came out that the Air Force has some jets or some drones that were using AI, and the, the drone – Ended up killing the person that was controlling it because oh. it decided that that it was in the way. Like really? Literally. Yes. Wow. Yes that 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 was released yesterday. I will send you the article. Wow. Um. Huh. Yeah. Uh huh. It. I think it was. Uh. They even gave the guy's name. It was like a somebody in the air force. I don't know. Wow. But yeah. Okay. up killing him. Well, yeah, imagine cases like that are just, you know, maybe
0: not so drastic, but lots of other instances where it's like, oh, man, it really fucked this up or whatever. But I guess that's true with any tool, you know, like a hammer is a great tool and it's used a billion times every day with great results. And then, you know, a few guys smash their thumb.
1: Uh, so it's kind of a, you know, there's always going to be a little bit get- of collateral damage. Right. Well, this is going to get progressively worse though. I don't sure. think there's any stopping this. No, no, once to, it's set in motion, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, once it once it gets integrated with robots and then the AI then becomes not AI but AGI where the the general intelligence where it can actually learn itself without uh-huh. having to have a human teach it. So once that becomes the case, then this and you put that in a robot it's going to be able to learn how to build them, build themselves, and create themselves, and heal themselves, and prevent uh, it from receiving damage that had previously damaged it themselves. It's going to. It, it really can. There's a very good chance that it can turn into kind of a life form that is not conscious. I I would suppose, but um, it would it would feel like it's us. a very
0: conscious being when it's killing you
1: and eradicating your species yeah exactly (laughs) yeah wow i mean i doom and gloom i know yeah i mean man
0: i just wanted to talk about like dino nuggets and stuff
1: (laughs) how about the legend of mike the headless chicken oh i can't wait to hear about mike Okay, so there's a story of a chicken that survived for 18 months after his head was cut off in 1945. 18 months. Okay.
0: How did it eat?
1: Okay. (laughs) We're going to find that out. Did people just like shove chicken feed in its neck or something? Like that doesn't seem possible. So the tale began in 1945 on a farm in Fruta, Colorado, owned by a man named Lloyd Olson. One day, Olson was sent out by his wife to get chicken for supper. He chose five-and-a-half-month-old wide net I guess that's a type of chicken, oh. wide net chicken and went to behead it. However, due to Olson's aim, Axe missed the jugular vein, leaving one ear and most of the brain stem intact. Oh, Incredibly, so he didn't cut his head chicken, off. He
0: cut his head in half, yeah. basically. This guy's really bad at being a farmer. Yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah, dude. Yeah. You you just you botched a chicken beheading and just mangled it and left it that way. Like, dude, come on. That's
1: messed up. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so interested in that now anymore. Yeah, that's you that's know, that's that like, guy's just know. really
0: bad. Uh, and that's like bad reporting too. It's it's um like clickbait or the uh, article equivalent of clickbait. You know, chicken lives without head for 18 months. Like, no, nah, this guy just did a really bad job of chopping its head off and mangled it and left it alive.
1: Yeah, because it, it got spread as a news story. News of the Headless Wonder Chicken quickly spread, and soon Mike was taken on a national tour and featured in magazines and newspapers, <laughs> even earning a mention in the Guinness World Records. Sadly, Mike's sh- uh, fame was short-lived. In March 1947, about 18 months after losing his head, Mike choked to death in a motel room in Phoenix during one of his exhibition tours.
0: He choked to death because they put food in his neck hole. <laughs> yeah yikes the poor chicken man that is fucked up as if a chicken's life doesn't suck enough already uh poor mike like and this guy's making a living off his
1: headless chicken he's
0: like hey look how bad of a job i did at murdering this chicken like now i'm exploiting it and and then i'll you know i'll just wait for him to die but i'll exploit him as long as i can
1: after mutilating him thank you dying taking him around in hotel rooms on tours Guys, a
0: piece of shit dude someone needs to chop half of his head off yeah. Okay, dig this one, dude. Um, four children are currently missing in Colum- in the Colombian Amazon um, after a plane crash. This was last month, like in April, so like a little over a month ago. Four kids, their mom, the pilot, and this um, indigenous leader from their tribe or something, I suppose, since they called him an indigenous leader, um, were all in a plane, crashed in the Colombian Amazon, The four kids lived, but the mom, the pilot, and the indigenous leader died in the crash. Um, The four kids were alone in the Amazon, the Colombian Amazon, and um, they were not found with the airplane. So, you know, authorities or whoever, the rescue people, assumed they obviously wandered out into the jungle kind of deal. Um, And then a month later, they've been searching for the kids for a month. Uh, They found children's footprints Um, two kilometers away from the crash site. Uh, So they now believe that the four kids or some of the kids who were in this plane crash a month ago may be still alive, hopefully still alive, um, lost in the Colombian Amazon. Uh, The kids are from as young as 11 months old up to 13 years old. So, Oh my God, that breaks my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine, dude? Um, So they found a child's footprint about two kilometers from the crash um, now they have extra hope that they're alive and they're doubling down on their search efforts. Um, so they're, the military is helping and like flying planes over the area. Um, they're playing recordings of the kid's grandmother asking them to come home uh, and oh. giving instructions okay. from their like playing recordings over the jungle of their grandma, uh, mm-hmm. which is heartbreaking. Um, they're dropping leaflets all over with like little parcels of food and water and all that kind of stuff. And um, I don't know. They 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 really hope they can find the kids now that they found some some kid tracks. And I hope they do. But crazy, it's just crazy to imagine being mm-hmm. a kid. Um, you know, the oldest is thirteen, but even at thirteen, to be lost alone in the Amazon in the Amazon <laughs> would be terrifying. Uh, it's just crazy. And then they interviewed the grandma, and the grandma was basically saying like, "Okay," to the reporter, "Like if you were lost in the jungle, you would have been dead." Like within a day or two. Um, but these kids grew up here and they understand how to live in the Amazon. So she goes, I totally believe they're still alive. They know how to live in this forest. Um, so I hope she's right. Yeah. That's crazy, man. It's terrifying to think of being a kid lost alone out there and the kind
1: of shit you would encounter in the Amazon. But, uh, yeah, crazy. I know having kids, having kids really changed your perspective of that because you you can't help but help but to think about you know interposing that on your own kids you know having that, kids changes the way you that. you you take in all kinds of information
0: doesn't it yeah uh yeah absolutely. yeah i mean dude before i had kids i would have read a story like that it went like oh fucking crazy but it wouldn't have like permeated my psyche on a on like an emotional level or whatever but now as i'm reading this all i can do is picture this 11 month old um and then, and then the babies, like older brothers and sisters, trying to, trying to survive and help each other survive and navigate
1: the Colombian Amazon as like kids, like crazy, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just worried about my daughter getting love. You know, and I mean, is she getting enough love? You know, it's kind of like, uh, it. You know, I want her to feel cared for, and I, I just could not possibly imagine that. You know, not her not having that. Um. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's so sad,
0: and like you said, it puts stuff into perspective too. Like we can make a big deal over what they're eating, you know, um, whether they get all three meals and all their, you know, which all it's important to worry about all that stuff, but I mean. You know, stuff like this really puts into perspective, like, what kind of lives these kids may be leading before the crash and now the kind of life they're leading after the crash. I mean, the trauma of being in a plane crash, seeing your mom die, and then being lost mm. in the fucking Colombian Amazon for a month. Uh, yikes. Like, all of it's just wow. Yeah. Um, I know. I hope they find all four of these kids alive and well and they make a movie about this because what an adventure. What a crazy, crazy, um, tragedy and and just nuts it's a lot to a lot to wrap your mind around man when i was reading i was thinking the same thing like oh my god oh my god and then when you said uh when you said yeah it it, you know when when you hear stories like that as someone with a kid it changes the way you 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 take that
1: info in yeah and there there was another story too about um, a young girl, and I think she's grown up now, and I think she talks about it, but she was raised by apes, I think, or something like a monkey. Wow, you hear those yeah, stories, she, like the Jungle Book story, and, and that's crazy, dude. Yeah, it seems nuts, right? But I mean, she learned how to live with the apes, learned how to, you know, it bizarre, you know, like, how does that even work animals but. are pretty
0: amazing and animals like will adopt other beings sometimes not even of the same species um you know sometimes they'll adopt an animal of the same species from a different tribe or some abandoned you know tiger cub and then he's living with a different tiger pack you know or whatever um those mm-hmm. are cool enough but then yeah like the the interspecies um adopting is is always like really heartwarming and touching and i'm not surprised like sure it's a it's an amazing unique story but i'm not surprised cuz Apes are very caring, human-like animals. I mean, we're very similar. We're cousins, I believe. And uh, that's pretty cool that she had someone out there capable of helping her stay alive. Pretty fortunate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, they they must have had some compassion for her. And think of how good you she know, is at when... climbing trees now. For sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And using her toes. Dude, dig this Big one. This up. one
0: made me think along the same lines of I never would have even thought of this if I wasn't a parent. Um, so this this uh, tech entrepreneur Elizabeth Elizabeth Holmes. Um, I, I hadn't heard about her. I didn't know about her before. I'd never heard about the story until I read it, and I, I was interested in it for different reasons, other than like it's a it's a crazy story anyway. So Elizabeth Elizabeth Holmes is a tech entrepreneur who invented some like medical diagnostic. Process to where she could detect, or her process could detect, like hundreds of different diseases with just a couple drops of blood. And it sounded like amazing and revolutionary, and and a bunch of investors got on board with this um, business. And turns out she was full of shit. It was all fraud, and the investors lost their money. She pocketed it all, lived like the fancy rich billionaire life for quite a while, and then she got busted. Um, sentenced uh you know like convicted of fraud sentenced and she's got to do like i think like 10 or 11 years in prison or something like that um and then when they were when they were kind of talking about her sentence they just briefly mentioned that oh she's got a two-year-old son who was born just a few weeks before the trial started and she became pregnant during the trial and so she also has a four-year-old daughter a four-year-old daughter um And they just briefly touched on it. Man, I got so stuck on that. And honestly, I thought about it for days. Like, it stuck in my head. Like, this two-year-old boy and a four-year-old little girl, their mom goes to prison. You know, and if your dad goes to prison, that's terrible. Like, that's traumatizing, psychologically damaging, all that, I'm sure. But your mom, like, babies need Uh their mom. Um, yep. not just for the obvious reasons, like, oh, I, I mean, I imagine the four year old, the four month old is probably still breastfeeding, you know? Um, yeah. And she like needs there's no replacement. No, mom. there's no replacement. And mm. then even if the, the breastfeeding's mm. not happening, like just having mom there, holding her being there when the baby wakes up in the middle of the night, um, all of
1: that, like, uh, yeah, that. That baby came out of her. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, if you can understand, we will never get it. You know, as males. But I see it happen. I know when my boys wake up in the middle of the night. Um,
0: my younger boy in particular, when both of them were younger, they would wake up asking for mommy. And when I was getting up to pick them up, they were like, "No, mommy! Like I don't want you." And my boys are mm-hmm. both totally daddy's boys. They, they normally like me to do all kinds of stuff, you know? They're not normally, like, rejecting me. But at that moment, in the middle of the night, they yeah. want mommy, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, yeah. that's kind of what I was thinking about. Like, these poor little two-year-old and four-month-old waking up in the middle of the night. Mom's not there. And then 11 years, dude. Uh, Jeez. Whether she yeah. does all that or okay. not, even a year or five years is, is an insane amount of time for a young kid to just not have mom there all the time.
1: Yeah, that's their whole life. You're right. It's That's their their life. I mean, man, sometimes, yeah, I feel bad for people that do stupid shit like that. I mean, of course, did she have it coming? Yeah, she did. Oh, yeah, but-
0: she's a piece of shit, you know, like a liar and yeah. all that
1: fraud. She stole money, and okay,
0: but, like, you're not just punishing her now, and she deserves it, you know? She fucking stole money from people, so, like, you deserve yeah. to be punished, mm-hmm. but... While punishing her, you're sentencing these tiny, blameless babies to be raised through their most formative years without a mom.
1: I attribute this to this lady not learning about repercussions when she was young. Because some people they learn it when they're old. I mean, it sounds crazy. You would think that every adult would know to grow up and not defraud people. Yeah, but they don't. And then sometimes they don't learn about reper- repercussions when they're young. They learn about it when after they have kids. And it's you know, it's sad. But at the same time, I mean, that's what you get for not. You know, there's a steep price to pay for not learning certain things well, when you're younger. And I a mean, lot of I times to be a liar, you know.
0: Well, and and uh, um. Or dangerous, like you do things where you don't really care about your own personal safety. Yeah.
1: You know, car racing, uh-huh. drugs,
0: n- stupid shit. Um, yeah. And then you have kids, and you and you see all that in a different light now, because you're not just you're not living for yourself anymore. You know, it's just kind of like, oh well, I can't drink and drive because if I die, my kids will be left without a dad. Not because I don't want to die; yeah. <laughs> it's because uh-huh. I yep. don't want to die for them you know it's a total That's shift right. in focus and and yeah. and maybe for her since like okay it, it, her two-year-old son was born just a couple weeks before the trial so she was into this fraud Jeez. way before she had kids um oh, man. and uh may have been just operating like reckless you know childless adult like so many of us were and then uh boom you have kids that whole epiphany happens but too late you've already built people out of millions and you're going to jail for a decade
1: like, fuck. See, and yeah, she's like in hell. I mean, how, how can you not be in a complete hell realm after that? That is just the equivalent of hell, not being able to, to see your kids. I just, I, there's no reason for me to live almost, you know, and I think you probably should. I love my life. Don't get me wrong. I love my life and I love all the time that I get to spend on my own personal projects and stuff. But there, there is a reason that I'm alive. And it is that girl, you know, she is my everything. Like I, I have a duty to her to stay alive and to, um, make the future as bright as possible for her. Yeah. And and other, other than that, I don't really care much about my life. You know, I, I'm not, I, I could give a damn whether I, other than that, whether I live or die and, and obviously to be here for my wife too. But other than that, I could kind of care less. Yeah.
0: Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's a weird place to arrive at, um, but that's so true. And then it made me think like, what's the right, what's the right form of punishment in this case? Is it locking her up for ten years? Because you're not just punishing her. Um, sure, by allowing her to live with her kids and raise her kids, you're making her punishment less severe. You're aiding her, but more importantly, you're you're reducing the punishment on these blameless kids you know so i don't know what the answer is but i don't think it's send her away to the fucking clink for 10 years you know
1: um yeah that's where that's where the i think judges can and probably should come in and assess the situation like i mean i i think she's gonna learn her lesson on this no matter what she kind of goes through whether she has an ankle bracelet or what she's got yeah and uh i i You know, you're really like you said, you're punishing the kid more than you're punishing this woman. Yeah. Well, think about how much money um,
0: and I know prison is big business. So that always comes into play, too, unfortunately. Um, But think about the money that it will cost to keep her in prison for 10 years. Um, Google Um, real quick. What does it cost to keep someone in prison for one year and then times that by 10? And then so that number is going to be large. And imagine if they just reallocated that amount of money to setting her up in. Well, let's see. So, like, what what would that be? I bet it's like fifty grand a year to keep one inmate in prison for a year. Food, you know, all the expenses. it
1: says wardens and shit. Here it says two years ago, it was around $31,286. right, so but... to keep her in for a decade I, it is sound...
0: you know, th- $300,000 to $400,000 a year. Call it almost half a million bucks, inflation. Uh-huh. So half a million bucks to keep someone in prison for a decade. Couldn't they set her up in some sort of, like, uh, a house arrest home where her kids could live and still go to school and still have friends and be normal kids with a mom there every night? And she's still confined. She's, like, on house arrest. In this small house, and I only say buy her a house because she probably, you know, is a billionaire, she probably lives in a pretty rad place. Kids need security. They need a home. Um, so, like, set her up in a, in a modest house, keep her on house arrest, let the kids live a life. Then, you know, uh, I don't know, something like that. Maybe that's money better spent overall for the greater good of society than half a million bucks just to keep her locked up and deprive these kids of her mom. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's not I, like a violent I, I, crime. It's like, yeah, she's a piece of shit. You know. and stole a bunch of money and frauded
1: people. Uh, you know, that's that's terrible. But it's not yeah. like she's an axe murderer. Yeah, it's almost you got to think like the punishment should be something that. I mean, there's no way to get around these kids somehow being affected, but sure. Um, but at least let them still have contact with their mother, especially at that young age. It's just yeah. Yeah, it's inhumane is really kind of what it is. It really is. Even though she, like you said, she's a piece of shit. Yeah. She is a piece yeah. of shit. There's no, and, and a stupid piece of shit She's too, a stupid piece of shit. An unscrupulous
0: business person, a liar, a cheat, a fraud, all those things. Um, But these kids need a mom. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know? I'm with you. And only one person yeah. can
0: do it. You can't hire a stand-in. There's only in.
1: one mom. Yeah. There's a, Nope. There is no replacement for that. There is no other type of love that, that she would receive than that would be best for her than the mother.
0: I would not right. want to be a judge. I would not want to be faced with making <laughs> that decision and handing down that sentence.
1: Um, I don't know. I, I I would not want to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that I could. I think I, it would be, I, you know, if you had the power, you, we would do what, kind of what we're talking about. You know, you, yeah. you've heard these ridiculous sentences where they say like, oh, okay, you go stand on a street corner holding a sign saying, I just had a two two week old baby, and I defrauded. I still decided to defraud people out of this much money, and uh, I should be in prison. You know, put their have her hold that fucking sign. So you
0: figure, like, to me, when I see that, I'm just kind of like, okay, that that judge was bored with his job, and he's trying to think of ways to spice it up. So he's thinking of these creative sentences. But then when he's just tired and hungover and doesn't feel like going into work, he's just like, fuck smack 10 years all right next let's just get out of here today it's friday i want to go home um Mm -hmm. you know i don't know they're just people they're just they're just doing their job and and uh i don't know it's crazy i just i just kept like i said it was just stuck in my head and i kept thinking about all these scenarios or what the right approach would be or i don't know it was just all i kept coming back to is that fucking sucks yeah yeah it does you know it does Mm -hmm. so well, Derek, number fifty in the can on a super high note. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Let me go cry myself to sleep real quick, and I'll yeah. I'll be right back. Yeah, um, no, yeah. Number fifty, dude. Yeah, You know, but I mean,
0: uh, I guess I guess what it comes down to is, in a case like that, it comes down to the surrounding family, friends, and community. It's like all of our jobs to take care of each other and um, donate to charities, get involved in charities. Not that I do enough of it, but it's it's that's where my mind's at when I come to reconciliation on thoughts like that is okay so there is no perfect scenario mom's got to be punished the kids are going to be punished um just kind of on the peripheral of whatever mom's punishment is so it, it takes everyone around those kids and all the other kids all the orphans all the kids who are mistreated or abused or malnourished or or um whatever the case may be um everyone who has plenty should be trying to give back and and trying to help out And as a human race, we all need to help each other because there's a lot of tough shit out there. We've all had to deal with our own tough shit. um, But chances are there's a lot of other people out there who have shit a lot tougher than us. Um, So that's kind of where I end with it. It's like, okay, how can I go help someone? Or how can I go try to contribute to the positive end of that? Um, Because I guess that's all we really can do is a little bit.
1: Yeah. No, that's well said. Yeah. All
0: right. Yeah. Well, number 50.
1: Okay. We have 50 yeah.
0: podcasts in the bank and uh, still going. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, D. Have a great one. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Okay. You all too, right. man. Later, man. Look, like, this guy took the time to make a press release and all this. Like, oh, we've, re- we've revolutionized the beer industry. We've invented this and all this. And, um, uh, oh, yeah, well, what's the alcohol content? Um, zero. Like, oh, get out of here, idiot. <laughs> hey, this is Mike. Thanks so much for joining us. We really, really do appreciate you. And we hope you're enjoying the show. Derek and I sure have a ton of fun doing it for you. If you'd like to support the show, that would be great. Um, You could follow or subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app. Uh, Also, if you want to like the show or leave a good review, that would be cool. Let us know we're doing a good job. We'd appreciate it. Uh, In most podcast apps, you can also click the little bell icon thing. And that means you'll get a notification on your phone every time we put out a new episode. So that's kind of cool. Also, if you want to reach out and say what's up, we'd love to hear from you. You can hit us up on Twitter at Derek and Mike Pod. We're also on Instagram as Derek and Mike. Or you can go to our website, DerekandMike.com. And if you want to go super old school and anti social, you could even shoot us an email, info at DerekandMike.com. Thanks again for listening. We really, really do appreciate you. And we look forward to talking to you again next time.